the American economy is so strong that the president recently advised, if you don't like the job that you're in, go find another one. Rumor has it he's working on his resume right now, and so am I, because the job market is just that thin that it's easy to walk into that dream job you've always wanted. I got similar advice from a friend's father who was in his 60s at the tail end of what seemed like a successful career, who told me he was kicking himself for all of it because he let a 20-year-old decide what he was going to do for the rest of his life. Truth be told, that man was a pharmacist, which is the highest paid occupation in America right now. But it goes to show that you need to have passion for what it is you do, or otherwise you're just going through the motions. That said, if you're making buku bucks, go through the motions, save it up, and then retire early to your yacht and multiple vacation properties. Otherwise, go out and find what you truly are passionate about, just like Chandler Bing did when he left his friends and moved to Oklahoma to work in advertising. That always seemed odd to me, though. Didn't he live in New York City? Couldn't he find a job in the mailroom there? But you go and follow your passion wherever that may be. And that's why today we're going to talk about Taco Bell, Ed Hockley, and calendars as we pencil in some more joshing around. For most of us, we just fell into the jobs that we had, or we do a variation of what mom and dad did. Unlike picking a major in college, it's not as much fun to decide what you're going to do for your life when you're hungry and hard up for work. Most of what I know about labor comes from the David Allen co-song Divers Do It Deeper, where he says that jockeys do it shorter, bricklayers always make it a little bit stronger, sailors do it wetter and soldiers do it better, but cowboys stay in the saddle just a little bit longer. Back when car bumpers were a more liberal canvas, that song inspired people in white-collar occupations to describe how they might be doing it. So it wasn't out of the ordinary to see a Cadillac or Oldsmobile describing in sticker form that salesmen do it for money or teachers do it nine months a year. This led to vacation t-shirts that showed people having sex in various positions on the front. It started with animals where it'd say going back to nature or maybe a bunch of pigs doing it and it says making bacon but then it just started becoming people there was the famous jamaican rastas doing it in all sorts of ways and then i've seen them at panama city in santa cruz that just have regular stick figures doing it with a sign that said help wanted all positions those shirts in the late 80s gave way to a new variety in the 90s that had loose metaphors for big johnson's I'm embarrassed to say I wore more than a few of these Big Johnson t-shirts when I was only 12 or 13, more apt to have a John Thomas than a Big Johnson. Nonetheless, simply wearing such shirts is enough to disqualify me for important jobs. That's because selection to certain stations in society involves stringent background checks, as we're finding now with Supreme Court Justice nominee Brett Kavanaugh. It seems in the confirmation hearings that Mr. Kavanaugh has been accused of a few things, but fear not. He's got receipts. Kavanaugh's calendars could help confirm his appointment to the court while also providing ingredients for a perfect new portmanteau. Kavanaugh's calendars combines to form Cavenders. Cavenders is not only a great Greek seasoning, a trusted name in boots and Western wear, it's now a way for crusty calendars and dusty day planners to help rescue you from any old wrongdoings. The obvious question is, who keeps calendars for that long? Don't ask me. I'm just a public school nice guy, but apparently the answer is future justices, because just as lawyers do it in briefs, apparently future justices do it under stacks of filings. 
Honestly, though, this all strikes me as a big double standard. I don't remember any of this when it came to the confirmation hearings for Honorable Justice Kegel. And from what I'm to understand, she's a lady on the bench, but a freak in her chambers. That said, we as a country need to get this selection right. People who are known to have made even one bad decision deserve to be disqualified. Much like the girl who got naked in the backseat of my car at a Taco Bell drive-thru, it doesn't mean she's a bad person, just maybe that she shouldn't be appointed to the Supreme Court for life. Though the guy at the Taco Bell thought it was hot fire, which he expressed by raining packets of those sauces down on my car. I'm getting word that we must issue yet another correction here on the show. Apparently there is no Justice Kegels. Instead, I had her confused with Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan. Appointed during the Barack Obama presidency, Justice Kagan, according to Wikipedia, is liberal on the bench and engaging in her prose. However, her bedroom prowess goes unmentioned. Taco Bell's keeping receipts as they try to fend off persistent rumors that suggest they're using industrial quality meat that might not even come from cows at all. To which Taco Bell says that's just not true. They use 88% USDA inspected beef. It's not graded, but that doesn't matter too much at all as that costs extra. You know, only 1% of all meat is graded prime. Then comes choice and select. After that is ungraded standard and commercial beef. But what I really have a question for here is 88%? Yep. The other 12% they say is oats, two kinds of sugar, and yeast, among other preservatives. The good news, though, they don't use mechanically separated beef. SOC, KS, which of course means that's what it is. I learned that from a radio commercial that taught me to speak Spanish by spelling socks, but in any event, that's what it is. Taco Bell's meat is mostly beef, and it's not mechanically separated. As for that process, that's where industry forces bits of bone through a sieve to try to get any bit of meat connected to it off the bone. This process, when it comes to beef, was outlawed in 2004 to try and get mad cow disease out of the food system, though it is still allowed when it comes to chicken. So if you're in the market for hot dogs, make sure you buy beef only. This is just me looking out for you. It's the right thing to do. The FDA says it's not going to hurt you if you do. In fact, you're allowed to eat a certain number of rats, insect excrement, and bone each year, according to the Food and Drug Administration, but that doesn't mean I recommend it. Though I do look up to big business in the way they use all parts of the animal, much like the Native Americans. When it comes to looking behind the curtain and seeing how the sausage is made, Ed Hockley always had a great view. He was the NFL ref that had the huge biceps that you would see every Sunday if you watch professional football. Ed Hockley retired at the end of last season. He now spends his time in an RV going from town to town like Bruce Banner. He learned to fly fish because that was something he always wanted to do. According to Mr. Hockley, he said it's the most peaceful thing. No noise, no clutter. People say that all the time, and I get it, I'm sure it is peaceful, but to hear them talk, you'd think a fishing reel was the loudest thing in the world. I'd be a fool to think this is the only form of audio entertainment you partake in. Luckily, I'm wise enough to know better, which is why I suggest you check out a new digital feature of the New York Times Sunday Magazine called Voyages. Hosted and narrated by Jake Silverstein, editor-in-chief of the Times Sunday Magazine, Voyages is an audio journey around the world. Your trip starts at the Kilauea volcano as you listen to lava flow before heading to Madagascar to hear monogamous lemurs sing. Then it's off to New York City to hear rats laughing before a trip to Fish Lake National Park 
where you hear the sound of 47,000 pando clones, individual trees all shed from one seed. From there, it's off to Nigeria, where you're serenaded by the sounds of bus drivers calling out their roots. Mr. Silverstein lets us all know a sad fate awaits these bus drivers, as soon digital displays will replace their songs. That just goes to show society skills can sway suddenly. So take stock in what you've got and get out while the getting's good. As we end this episode, be sure to do what you know you should, for there's never a need to check the background if we all do as we're supposed to when no one's watching. One wrong move, though, could have you falling through life's pelvic floor. If you are put in a position to go hog wild, be prepared to make a run for the border because we no longer live in a society where one can display inhibitions on their bumper. Remember now, just like Mr. Bing, everyone's searching for greener grass to be sure whatever they do, they can do it with dignity and class, unless, of course, you do it by joshing around.